<laughs> Go again. Three, two, one, five. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Movement for Life, where we talk about ways that keep us moving throughout our life. I'm JR. And I am Colby. Welcome back, Colby. Welcome back. It's been a busy week for us, hasn't it? Indeed. You've been racking up some miles as well. I have. I have hit my 11-mile mark yesterday. So I still have, I think, about two months until we do the marathon. And yep. I did a five-miler and a six-miler as well last week. And I was happy because I actually did run a little slower yesterday. I was trying okay. to hit around like a nine-and-a-half mile pace. I did get a little faster <laughs> at the end, but I feel great. It's only a day after I ran the 11. I don't feel anything really. So I feel like the training has been going really well. And I've also been getting in my CrossFit training since the opens coming up, just making sure that I'm feeling a little yeah. bit more comfortable. I feel like the cardio is there. Like I am like ready for a, a, any kind of workout that Light involves Metcon. Yeah. Something with some like some running in it. We need those, those little shuttle runs back. Shuttle again. runs. Yes. I think that something like that. I'm just trying to get my, my Olympic lifting back to where it was, but I've been consistently training and I feel like it's, it's going well. And I assume you've been doing a little should training we, as well. Um, should we be starting a poll out of the three weeks? How many weeks do I beat you? And how many weeks do you beat me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we're not in the same division, so I don't think we need to be doing that kind of stuff, but <laughs> I'll change my mind. If they introduce a shuttle run, pull up workout, I, I will then change my mind on that. Then you'll crush me. <laughs> um, I actually have not done anything this past week. I got pretty sick, um, at the beginning of last well, week. Right. So all of last week was basically a rest week with me. What's puts me actually right on par. I'm right in the middle of my training for that that marathon, so I'm right on track. <laughs> what training would that be? <laughs> exactly, no training at all. I'm right. Okay, on, there you go. I'm I'm set right on that. Um, no training plan for anybody um, who is listening for the first time. We are all running the Los Angeles Marathon at the end of March, and I am doing kind of like a CrossFit endurance training program. Colby is doing a training program that involves zero running. Not quite zero. No I planned did run running a half in a marathon. Okay, okay, yes. And in about two weeks, my goal is to attempt an 18 or a 20 mile run. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Without any previous running, great. <laughs> yeah, it's a long, that's going to be a long day. I think that's going to be a long day. day. You can do that on a Saturday or Sunday. Probably a Saturday so that I could recover on a Sunday. You know what? I may do that with you. All right. I'm just inviting myself to your workouts. Yeah. I mean, I won't be running a nine-minute mile pace, but... No, that'll actually be good. It will force me to um, go a little slower and just kind of take it easy, which is what I, I really need to be concentrating on. Yeah. Maybe we could uh, do a do a podcast while we're running. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, this week we have a, a really fun topic. Uh, I think it's something that's, that's probably pretty important to the both of us. Um, what are we talking about this week, JR? We're going to talk about building 
an inclusive environment into the gym? How can mm. we create this space that everybody feels safe and welcome? Yeah, I, I think both of those are great talking points, right? Is like safe is, safe is part of that and welcome is the other part of that. Because, yeah. you know, having one without the other is kind of defeats the purpose. Um, sure. We, de we definitely want to have uh, both of those. Um, and specifically, we're not just talking about like safe and inclusive environments at the bar or inside the grocery store. Right. Um, but we're talking about that in the context of a gym space, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to start us out with a, a quote that was from the former, the founder of CrossFit, the former CEO, Greg Glassman, who said something around the effects of, of CrossFit is for anyone, but it may not be for everyone. So it definitely should be for anyone. Um, and JR, do you want to kind of maybe explain what, what he was, you think he was trying to get at when he said that? Well, I think it's a little subjective, but I think we can all agree that we want to build a space that somebody can come in and feel like they are at home. And it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what you look like, what your athletic ability is, to be able to create a space that is welcoming to all kinds of people because the more people that are feeling that they're welcome, the more people will be willing to try CrossFit. And it can seem like a very scary place if we're specifically talking about CrossFit because many times the ads that we see are like these people with all these muscles, like guys have their shirts off and there's all this grunting and stuff. Yeah. And that yeah. may not be, you know, in the space that you're currently in, but if we're really talking in the context of any gym, it can be really scary place for a lot of people who didn't grow up doing sports or maybe they just feel like they don't look a certain way but you shouldn't have to feel like i have to look this way or have to wear a specific kind or brand of clothes so just creating a space that just allows for people of all walks of life to walk in and feel like hey i, I feel at home here yeah um i i think that's great um and it's it's kind of fun to like ponder these questions and kind of go through and think about like hey what are some of the like highest um priority things that we want to focus on and um you know have as those like top values of that that create some sort of of culture around something right and um, when we talk about like inclusive environments versus exclusive environments. And in my, um, in my mind, when I think about something that's, that is inclusive versus exclusive, an inclusive environment is somewhere where it does not matter really um, any other kind of background as long as there is some sort of common thread then you can be a part of that space. Sure. Um, in in my opinion, an exclusive environment would say, you know, there is um, a more than one common thread that is 
saying that this is what you're able to be a part of this space. So if there's like five common threads, I would say that's more of an exclusive place than an inclusive place. But in my mind, in order to make something as inclusive as we possibly can, we want to narrow down that that common value down to as, as few or as little as we possibly can. Um, and make if it we more can, broad? Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if broad is the um, the quite the right definition, like m maybe as precise as possible. And for us inside the gym, I think the value or the commonality that like we're looking for is healthier, happier humans. Sure. Um, I, I think that is like the, the common thread that we're all trying to fit under. And if you are fender, fitting under the category of someone who is trying to be a healthier, happier human, then we are a space that could be working for you, that is inclusive to you. Um, now, someone might, might argue that that would exclude somebody. What if I don't want to be healthier and happier? Well, then maybe I'm, I am excluding somebody who does not want to be a part of, of that vision. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yes, for sure. Um, so even in like the broadest sense of being inclusive, I might be excluding a, a certain amount of population who does not believe or does not want the, the most common thread that we want in our space. Right. Um, would you agree with me on that? Or do you have something different that you would think as, as something that would be considered inclusive versus exclusive? No, that makes sense to me. I mean, at first I was a little confused why you would want to narrow it down to like more of a singular or fewer things, but that actually makes sense because if we're talking about the overall goal of, and we'll use Oxnard movement as an example, it's being healthy and moving. So if we all have that common thread of this is the top priority, then anything else that maybe slightly differs in what your other goals are, as far as like, I want to compete or I want to run a marathon, it doesn't mm -hmm. tear away from the overarching thing. Whereas maybe some other places like, oh, we can uh, have like, looking good as one of those things or like social aspect. And it's like almost breaking people off into clicks within the gym. Yeah. So I like the way that you kind of explained a little bit more. Cause I, I feel like that is, is like an overarching theme and you, you really have like that, that, that big scope of like, this is what our facility is about. And you know, for, for folks who don't fall into that as one of their priorities, that's where a 24-hour fitness or a lifetime or some other gym may be better for them because they can just go be by themselves and they can just have their own priorities. And that's the great thing about fitness. There's so many different things that you can find to do. Yeah. And and like, I mean, at the end of the day, the entire objective of of our space, but even of this podcast, is to is to convince people that help the the mission of healthier, happier humans is something that we should all be pursuing, right? Like there might be somebody who's listening to this, who's like, you know, and I don't really work out. It's not really my thing. I don't really have any intention to, I, I think I can be totally fine without doing this sort of thing. Um, and 
I, I think part of our overarching goal here is to potentially um, convince somebody that 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 common thread is something that they could get behind as well. Like, hey, yeah, I do actually. Maybe it would benefit me in the long run to be a happier, healthier human. Uh, right. And and that's I feel like that's what we're kind of trying to do with like this inclusive environment is is get as many people as we can on board with that same sort of a vision for, Hey, what binds us together type of thing. Right. And we have that fringe population who may not necessarily agree that gym yeah. is their jam. And so yeah. I feel like when we have folks like that, who inquire about CrossFit, if we can zone in on we're here to help make mm. you healthier and you're healthier, maybe moving twice a week. It may be yeah. eliminating one single thing in your diet that could help improve your quality of life. And then hopefully it starts kind of slowly snowballing into, I feel mm. better because I eliminated soda and now I'm going to try to replace this with this. And yeah. I think if we're approaching it in that aspect, you are correct. That is a much, a much better way to try to connect with folks who don't love being in the gym and i think that overall that is that's what we've created at oxnard who i i got a question for you um who who are maybe some of those like fringe populations you know i, I you you think the easiest person to have to have come in the doors right is somebody who's already like man, I, I work out, I believe in exercise. I already, you know, like working hard. I already like being uncomfortable. Um, but there is a, like, there are quote unquote, those fringe populations of people who, sure. who might never have been exposed to some of that kind of environment. What, what, what kind of people are, are potentially we looking at right there? Right off the bat, maybe it's somebody who's never done sports in their life, somebody yeah. who's never oh, yeah. been part of a sports team or has been even maybe had a trainer. They just are completely new. Maybe mm. the only fitness they've ever had is doing some walking or playing with their kids. I feel okay. like that is like probably the broadest population of people. But then okay. we have we have other folks who maybe it's based on age or gender that can kind of okay. go with that. Um, you know, yeah, for I remember me, we had that that conversation with Isabel. Oh yeah, um, that's a perfect example, right? A couple of weeks ago, where she was like, "You know what? In my family and my culture, like women didn't exercise. Like we right. weren't supposed to do those things." So that that could definitely be a fringe population. Is like somebody who's like, yeah. "Hey, we've been told that we aren't really supposed to be fit or or to be exercising." Right. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I had. Uh... Um, the only other one that I kind of thought of, and I think you would, you already just touched on it, was like an older population. Oh, right? for sure. Who yes. May, who may think, you know, my time has passed. Like it's not, it's not worth it for me to try anymore. Like I'm past my prime. Like why would I yes. even try to get healthier, happier? Um. I'm trying to think of any other fringe populations who might be on those those edges. Um, I mean, we could be speaking about even handicapped people. 
you know, anybody yeah. with a disability, Disabled. yeah, you feel like they they can't work out, and they absolutely can. There, that's one of the greatest things that mm. CrossFit has implemented in the last couple of years is uh, a track to really target disability or having those disabled folks be part of the population. Yeah, and I really love the word that they use um, instead of disabled. You know, you remember what they call everything for that, that division. I don't. And you're putting me on the spot. Oh, adaptive, adaptive. Yes. Adaptive athletes. So instead of saying that they're disabled athletes, they, they use the word adaptive athletes. And I, I love that term. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's kind of one of the ways that I also, I really like to refer to any of our, um, members is athletes as well. So adaptive yes. athletes, um, I like to refer to our, our members as athletes themselves, even though, you know, they might be like, oh, I'm not an athlete or I've never been an athlete. Like when you're in here in this space, like, yeah, you absolutely are an athlete. It, it, it puts a positive mindset or a spin on something. Um, instead of saying, oh no, you're just some person who's, who's trying their hat at this thing. No, like right. you're walking through the doors, you're showing up, you are doing it. You are an athlete. Yes. Um, which is kind of cool. Very, very fun. Um, so creating a space like this takes intentional effort. Uh, yes. I think we both know that a space like this just doesn't happen on accident. No. Um, I think we, we do some things very intentionally here at our, um, space in order to try to create as inclusive environment as we possibly can. Um, and I'm sure that you've got some ideas that maybe aren't implemented in this space, but you've seen in other gym spaces or that you've done in your past experience um, to kind of create some of that space. So I'll kind of let it off to you and love to hear um, some of your ideas and some of your, your um, uh, past experience with, hey, What's the best way to cultivate this culture of inclusivity? Number one, it has to come from the top. So if mm. the owners and management are not walking the walk, it's not going to seed out into the community. They need to see mm. that you, you're, you believe that mission statement of inclusivity and that you are showing everybody this is what it means to be a welcoming person. You know, and I think by number one, making sure you acknowledge everybody when they walk in, you know, you should know their name. And that's something that you, you require as coaches to know every single person's name. And so it's important for us and it builds more of a relationship. If I know that your name is Colby and when I say, Hey Colby, how are you doing? And knowing yeah. something about them, I think right off the bat, that is something unfortunately is not something you see at every CrossFit. You know, mm. to be able to make anybody feel welcome the moment they come in and that we see them versus letting them just stand there for five or 10 minutes. Is anyone going to yeah. talk to me? So I think that yeah. is probably the biggest thing that is very important. And then just training the coaches and the staff to make sure that one, you're before you even hire them, it's somebody that you believe is going to kind of like roll with and believe in what the overall gym environment is going to be and mm. making sure that they are following through that as well. I think that's, that's really important. 
That's great. Um, yeah, Dale, I think that name piece is a really, really amazing insight. Dale Carnegie, I think it's one of his 10 golden rules is someone's name is the sweetest sound in any language. So somebody responds the best when you use their name. Um, sure. And like, that's totally true for myself as well. Um, I, I definitely know that there's been certain, certain situations where I've met somebody once or twice who I, I, I like admire. I'm like, wow, that person's really great, really cool. And I've only met them once and they come back around and they're like, hey, Colby, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah. that person remembered my name. Like right. they may have had it written down and reviewed it right as before they walked over and said hi to me, but that didn't matter to me. They remembered my name because I also remember in a very negative sense of walking into a situation and having somebody tell me, you know, somebody that I've met several times and they're, they're also an important person, somebody that I look up to and they're like, they're like, Hey, how's it going? I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, um, we know we've actually other. met like four times. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh, so sorry. I'm just such an important person. And you're like, yeah. wow, I, I understand how this works. Uh, right. So definitely that is, that is a, a massive, massive point, um, coming from leadership and knowing names. Um, I think that's a, a really cool insight. You know what um, I want to point out before we leave this topic is that one of the things that impresses me the most is when I meet or I'm around young people, like teenage, teenage type kids, and they use my name. They'll walk in like, hi, JR, how are you? I feel like that. I'm always like, what? A child actually said my name and looked at me. And I feel like it's always yeah. such uh, a mark of what those parents have taught that child that mm. being personable and using people, it makes such a impact on me when I, when that happens to me and I'm always so impressed. And then I have to like, then go to those parents and say, you know, this is what your child did. And I'm so impressed that that's, that's because of you. And I love that because it's so, it's unfortunate. It's so few and far between now that kids yeah. even look at you, but for them to use your name in that way, I feel like that is so awesome. Huge step up. That's yeah. definitely creating some great culture inside of space is being able to use, use names. Yeah. Um, and you talked about like training with all of our, our staff as well. We do a number of things um, on the back end that kind of help our staff, our, our coaches know and understand our members a little bit more as well. I like to do a, a couple of things that I, I like to do on my end before it even gets to the staff is I like to personally meet with you know, probably 90% of all of our members who walk in the doors, um, you know, that, that may not be a, a massive feasibility if we have 500, 600 members, uh, but at the current size that we're at, that's definitely a feasibility. So I get to sit down and have conversations with every single person and learn some more about them. Um, and I get to see where that they are at as far as, um, their, current health and fitness journey. I um, mean, those are kind of those two things uh, that we talked about. Um, healthier, happier humans, like where are they at on that journey? And are, yeah. they, are they bought in on being a healthier, happier human? 
Um, something else that we have that I think, um, you know, not every gym has, I think a lot of gyms could benefit from having one of these. Um, actually, you know what? I think planet fitness or planet fitness 19, there's, um, isn't there a, a gym that's got like a quote unquote, no judgment zone. That's you know what I'm talking um, about. That's planet fitness. Yeah. Planet fitness and no yeah. judgment zone or, uh, another gym that's got like a no ego, uh, yeah. past this point or something like that. Um, you know, I took this from an old, old mentor for mine and it really stuck. It really, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and it works when you're talking about cultivating culture in the, in the community is we've got something called an asshole barrier over the day yeah. the door. And I'm sorry for, you know, some language. Um, but when, when somebody walks in the doors and they're not nice, they, you know, don't come off as a person who's going to be a positive influence for our space, regardless of what we do. There's somebody that I might say, Hey, you know, I I'll give you some suggestions that might be a better fit for you rather than our space. And I think that's important in providing a, an inclusive environment. Um, even though that might seem like it's exclusive, in my opinion, I see that somebody as somebody who doesn't fit our common goal of healthier, happier humans. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that goes along with, you know, what the owner does. And I, I think that if you're looking at a gym that wants as many people to come in and feel safe, you're going to have all different types. You're going to have very high level athletes, and then you're going to have people who are at the very beginning. If you're one of those gyms that just focuses on competition, then from the outside, it doesn't look like a very appealing environment to somebody who's new because they feel like I'm never going to be as good as them or they may feel like they're not getting the same kind of coaching because they're not at the same level and by creating this this environment where you know we're all going to come in and support each other I feel like you're not being exclusive to that that one individual you mentioned but it's just not the right fit for what our overall goal is yeah of our common common thread right of our common thread yeah all right if you guys are like me you carry a lot of shit to the gym i like to take my rope i like an extra pair of socks to change into after i work out i like to have a snack because that's super important toiletry bag man there's just so much in my bag and for a long time i really struggled with keeping all of that separated or trying to find something easily not anymore because the best boss in the world Colby bought me a Haven athletic bag. And let me tell you about this bag. It has lots of different compartments, even a little ventilated area at the bottom where you can either put your stinky shoes or maybe sweaty clothes. And it's great to not have those mixed in with all of your other stuff. We are able to give you guys $40 off your purchase. If you go to the show notes, there's a link. Haven athletic, purchase your bag today. Um. Yeah. And then, and then other things like understanding and knowing, um, what people do for work and their birthdays and who their friends are. I think those are all important parts of creating a, an inclusive environment. Um, you know, I think part of the common thread of being a healthier, happier human is connection. 
And if connection starts with our staff to our athletes, I think that that permeates. And I'll kind of say that that's, that's our, the last thing that we do is yes, it comes from that top, that leadership from the, the owner, the operator into the coaches and staff. But then we also feel like our community members take pride and responsibility in upholding yeah, they're that going to continue that, that tradition that we've absolutely cultivated. I mean, I think that's a really important piece as well as like, hey, we know that this is what it means to be a part of this space. And so we uphold this and we will continue to be this. We'll be welcoming to the new person. We'll say hello. We know what it was like to be that person who came to their first class. We know yes. what it was like for the person who wants to lose that 50, 60 pounds. Um, and so they're they're able to uphold the community and culture once it's been set from from that leadership above for and sure they do it without you even having to ask yeah yeah and that's I'm, what's so beautiful yeah. about it i agree with that um cool so that that's quite a few strategies for i think cultivating that inclusive environment i i think that that last piece as well um when we do this Man, the result is really fun. It is really, really fun. We've got such a diverse group of people yes. here at Oxnard Movement. Um, and what I, th what I think is like the most beautiful thing about that is there is so much room for diversity in so many different areas outside yes. our common thread. Absolutely. Um, like we have people... And like so many different areas, meaning um, like we have some people who love the water and love the ocean and some people who are like, I've never touched the ocean and I've lived here my entire life and I don't mm -hmm. ever want to go touch the ocean. Right. And we have people who say, I want to play video games all day long. We have people who say, I'll never play video games in my life. I'd rather watch football or watch sports. Um, we've got old athletes that are in their 60s and we've got young athletes that are now we have some that are, you know, less than five years old, five to eight years old. Yeah, We've shout got out to the kids class. <laughs> yeah, a kids class that we launched this month um, to those older athletes. Um, we've, we like in every name of the, every sense of the word, we've got this awesome diversity of different thoughts that all come together. And when you can create that commonality, you're able to like, Below past barriers of saying of like making assumptions about people because of right. you know differences in some other area because the the bond the commonality far outweighs those differences and I think that's such an amazing thing that we're able to experience when it's done right. Sure, I feel like for me personally, um, I'm gay, and so on the. Looking at it from the LGBTQ perspective, I feel like to be able to create a space that those folks in that community can walk in and feel like no one's going to judge them or make fun of them. Because I feel like in the past, people of that community, particularly gay men, have felt not so welcome when they go to gyms. And so mm. for me personally, small things that a gym could do could be when you walk in there's like a gay flag on the wall or a gay sticker on the door a gay flag sticker or like 
apparel that has like the gay flag on it, which that's mm. something that we have at Oxnard and people wear those with pride. And that's unspoken things that an, a member of the L LGBTQ community will see immediately and it will put them at ease because there's a lot of anxiety going certain places, even still to this day where, okay, I don't feel like I'm going to be welcome there. Or is this going to turn into a situation where I'm, I'm feeling unsafe. So small things like that. And I will say from experience that CrossFit, though, from the outside, looks like it'd be like hyper masculine, very broy. I've never had an issue with feeling unwelcome in a CrossFit gym, because when you come in and you work, people are going to respect you for putting in the work. And it doesn't matter if you're yeah. doing all scaled movements. If you are coming in and you're the highest level athlete, there's a amount of respect that's earned because you just come in and work and you are suffering with everybody else. And that breaks down barriers because for a lot of people, maybe they've never had a closer relationship or uh, interacted with somebody who they knew was part of the LGBTQ community. For sure, they have been around people, yeah. whether or not those folks are sane and are out. But I feel like for that particular community to be able to have a safe space and come in and do their thing, it's it's a great it's a great beautiful thing, and that's one of the things I'm really proud about with CrossFit because I feel like it, you know, at least in my experience, has always been very positive. Yeah. I, I love that as well. I, I think that the, like when the overarching goal is to have this accessible to anyone, like those are people that we want in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, like, do you believe that you want to be a healthier, happier human? We want you here. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that the LGBT community is, is not, outside of that realm of like, no, you know, you know, the gym's not really your space. It's a, it's a bro space. Like, Hey, if we're trying to be a healthier, happier human, like let's do it. <laughs> right. Come on, like yeah. bring it on, come in. Um, so I, I think that, you know, those are, that is a hundred percent of population of, of people that like, let's, let's figure out ways that we can, make this available and accessible to, to anyone for sure. Yes. Um, so what about trying <laughs> to create an environment that does not include gym drama? What are things <laughs> that you could do as an owner or things that maybe you've done in the past that helps eliminate with that, with that drama? Because I feel like, you know, no matter who you are, where you're at, when you have a lot of different people coming together, yeah. chances are there's going to be disagreements or there's going to be some kind of drama. What have you done? Have ha And I guess, has there been any instances of gym drama here at Oxnard that you want to share? Um, sure. But before I do, <laughs> I'm curious to think about or to hear your thoughts on how you think I respond to gym drama. Cause I don't think you've been here long enough for us to have any kind no, of like, like I've been here now. Let's see. I started in the end of September. So yep. I've been here like five months and um, October, November, December, January. Yeah. Count on yeah. the fingers. Yeah. So I 
have not seen anything like that. I've, it's been smooth sailing as far as I can see. Um, but knowing you personally, I think that you you probably like to have people sit down and talk about it, get both sides and try to come up with a checklist of things that we can do to eliminate this problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're very much a talker and you like to um, work things out. And um, I I feel like it'd be more in a a more of a, a moderator. Let's hear both sides and talk about the pros and cons of what's happened and how we can eliminate this. Yeah. So there's, that's a great question. That's, I think in an ideal world, you were right on JR. I think that is what I would like. I'm striving to do. Um, I don't think it always comes out that way. Um, I was actually just recently having a conversation about this and saying that I'm actually like a very non-confrontational person. Um, If I can avoid conflict, I will try to avoid conflict. Um, And so you know, sometimes I, it gets the best of me and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but some of the things that I try to do to reduce the amount of gym, gym drama and then deal with it when it does come up, because like you said, like inevitably there's going to be some sort of drama when we have a group of humans interacting. Um, and by drama, maybe I, I mean disagreements or tea sure. or, or whatever it may be. And so my first thing that I try to uh, do is I stay out of all chisme or, or quote unquote drama, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is I actively remove myself from situations. Um, people, when, if they want to have conversations about things or about people, they want to have conversations about things. Great. They want to have conversations about people. I remove myself from those conversations and I, I very uninterested. Um, and I'll say 90% of the time, um, I'm the last person to know about the gym drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause people don't bring it to me. People say, Colby's not going to be interested in this. Like, why would I even like try to get a rise out of him or try to, you know, share this stuff with him? Because Colby's not going to, he's going to be like, all right, cool. Great. Thanks. Um, I'm I'm not going to expound on it. I'm not going to dive into it. Um, and then the, the second thing that I try to do is I try to have people solve things themselves. Mm-hmm. I try not to be the person who says, you need to do this and you need to do that. I say, you two need to talk to each other. And if it can't be solved between each other, I will come in and and help the situation. And, you know, an example uh, that we've had is I've had like different parties at the gym, you know, come to me individually and say, hey, this person's saying this and doing this to me. And then another person coming to the gym from from the gym saying, Hey, this person's saying this and doing this to me. And my response is until you and go have a conversation with that person, I'm not going to make any kind of intervention in this situation. Nor should you. With there is one exception and the exception is safety, right? Sure. If, and there has been one incidence of that where a member said, 
you know, somebody made some advances on me. It made me feel really uncomfortable. I don't feel comfortable enough to have a conversation with them. I said, without a doubt, I will have a conversation with that person Yeah, because your safety is, is of more importance than you dealing with the drama, quote unquote drama on your own. So that was the one exception. It's like when somebody's safety is, is on, on the line, um, I'm more than welcome or more than happy to step in and have that conversation with somebody mm-hmm. on behalf of somebody, not for somebody. Um, I'm not putting words into their mouth, uh, but I'm, I'm willing to have that conversation with somebody. Um, and then if the two of them have a conversation, generally things are solved. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing what happens when people actually have to talk to each other. Sure. Um, and then that, that final thing is I've, I've done it come into a mediator type of situation like you've talked talked about where we're like hey we all need to have a meeting let's have a sit down you know please tell me what you've got to say and please tell me what you've got to say and you got to say them like with open door policies so the other person can hear and we'll have a discussion about them all mm-hmm. um and and that is very uncomfortable i mean it's more the most uncomfortable for the two of them but it's also uncomfortable for me as the moderator because mm-hmm. i am non-confrontational but i think that those hard conversations are what what leads to you know continued consistency and like this inclusive environment and unless those if those don't happen it's hard to continue that but don't you find that in like this type of environment that we have at crossfit that the drama, it's few and far between because you have different groups of people who are always going to 5.30 or 6.30 or 9 a.m. And they do that because the other same group of people is always in those classes and they go there for those people. So maybe if everybody, like the morning people and the evening people were too more often mixed together, it could be. But I feel like there's such these little pockets of small like sub communities within our community you know, like the 6.30 p.m. class is definitely its own little community, right? And so, yeah. but they all enjoy themselves so much and they've gotten to be such good friends that I feel like, don't you feel like that helps eliminate some of that? Um, or no? Yeah, like yes and no. Um, because what sometimes what that starts to create is a a community of like, Hey, you know, I, I may not feel included now in this group. Why am I being excluded from a community that Mm. I wanted to be a part of? Sure. Um, and, and so sometimes even that sort of thing, like, Hey, we have our specific community. It becomes like a click. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we want to be as inclusive as we can. And sure. That's, that's how we go about those conversations. And, and generally like, if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. Sure. So I'm I'm not like diving in and being like, "Hey, let's figure this out." Like, yeah. why do you guys like hanging out with each other? Like, hey, if it's not a problem, it's not a problem, right? And I feel <laughs> like you know, like you do a good job of always having a lot of gym events happening. So there's lots of mm. opportunities for everybody in the entire gym to get together. If you didn't have any social interactions and everybody was responsible for creating their own. That's when it becomes very clicky. You know, you have the 630 group who are like a family. They do stuff together all the time. After 730 hits, they don't leave. They go outside and they stand around and hang out or they're all going to each other's houses. But there's also opportunities for other people 
everyone to yes. kind of come together. So I think that's the balance. And ultimately yeah. you want all those people to, to love hanging out with each other and to do things with each other. And you created that, that safe space that, that makes people want to continue on. You know, they don't leave it when it's here. Like they continue those relationships outside the gym, which is ultimately what we want. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah. That, that was perfectly summed up. I, I like that a lot. That was a, that was an awesome, you know, episode. We talked about a lot of amazing things, um, that are relevant to, you know, Hey, how, how do we convince more people that what we do is something that is worthwhile? I think ultimately, so. if anybody can take something away from this episode, if you're listening, you're part of a gym that maybe doesn't do some of the things that we do, or we said something that kind of hits home, mm. I think, you know, making sure you take a step back, if you're a gym owner, you're a coach, and you see something happening, then take the leadership role in, in yeah. trying to create more inclusivity in your gym, because ultimately, your gym's going to prosper, the community's going to prosper with the diverse people that come in it makes you more tolerable as somebody you maybe otherwise didn't think you had that, that. Yeah. so yeah i think it's 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 a win-win for everybody love it cool. all right well i'm gonna go run all right yeah i'm train for the first time today too in nice. a little bit over a week oh when are you training uh, i'm gonna take 330 class today okay well i'll see you then Do <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody, if you like our podcast, please make sure that you are following us and you are sharing the episodes. Also, it's yeah. super important that you are rating us. So if you like what you hear, please make sure that you rate and leave a comment because the more comments and rates we get, the more people will see our podcast. Yeah, love it. If you're enjoying it, uh, check out our show notes as well. We've got some affiliate links. So if you want to support us in any other way, there's some links down there that you can support us with. Have a great day. Crush Until it. Until next time. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> Go again. Three, two, one. Ah.